in Turkey Town. Oh, hello there. So, Dad's talking to turkeys now. Your dad loves Thanksgiving. It's his favorite holiday. I hope he waits to get it home before he stuffs it. Make sure you save room at Thanksgiving for the words you'll be eating. I need some peace and quiet. I want to focus on the turkey. Everyone just go to bed. Bob, it's 6.30. I don't care. Just go to bed. You love that turkey more than you love us. That's right. I do. I love turkeys. Okay. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Geek Parenting Podcasts. This is James, a.k.a. Nerdy at Home Dad, uh, recording live from Watchtower Cafe, 1588 South State Street, right across from Salt Lake Community College. Come down, get some coffee. Uh, it's just me uh, as your regular host today. Uh, Tui is behind the counter working. Uh, we have special guests with us. Everybody else is sick or gone. Uh, so we have a bunch of guests with us today. Uh, we have, sitting across from me, we have Mermaid and Unicorn Shadow. They're going to be fielding questions to our very special guests, uh, Mike's parents. So if you guys would like to introduce yourselves, uh, just tell us a little bit about... Just tell us names, where you're from, and anything else you want to add on to that. Okay, I'm Mike's mom. Uh, my name's Lori. I grew up in California, and uh, we lived briefly here in Utah, but most of the time we've lived in Hawaii, and that's pretty much where Mike grew up until high school, I guess. Um, my name is Sione. Uh, I'm Mike's dad. I was born in Tonga, as you know, a little island in the middle of the Pacific. And I moved to Hawaii uh, when I was about 13 years old, I think, and graduated from high school, moved on to California, where I met Mike's mom, uh, Lori, and um, we... Mike was our first child, first kid, and uh, here we are. <laughs> All righty. So right now we're going to break into our Geeky Weeky, our news segment. Uh, so we'll get into that. Here we are for the Geeky Weeky. The Geeky Weeky. The Geeky Weeky. Geeky Weeky. I didn't do the theme song with your parents because I felt oh, you didn't? awkward. You should have. My dad would have written one. <laughs> But yeah, this so this uh, week a geek to the wiki to the geek geek wiki the week week a geeky to the geek geek wiki to the wiki 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 to the geek to the geek to the week. There's our theme song. Nice, but yeah, so this is for the episode. The I interviewed my parents. Yeah, I interviewed. I still haven't listened to it yet. That's because I've been a jerk and haven't let you. Have to listen to it with everybody else. Yeah, I didn't want you. I wanted to be nervous about what they said about me. It's good. It was good. My parents are pretty funny. I uh, feel they like did, they were not. They did not say uh, a girl's got to eat. Let's just put it well, that I way. Well, I know. No, they never would. My mom's slightly conservative that way. Uh, but it was a great episode. It was, right. I, I had a great time. I don't think they inter- I don't. I don't think they embarrassed you that much. I'm okay if they did. My dad embarrasses me just by talking. Uh, <laughs> your dad is hilarious. I know. Uh, I, know. I loved I, I got my uh, – I would say like I got my comedy from my dad. And my intelligence from my mom. And my geekiness. What are their names? Uh, Lori and Sione. And, uh, yeah, so I hope I hope you enjoyed <laughs> You said, what are their names? I was like, mom and dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Duh. Uh, so a few things happened this week. Uh, one, 
I just saw this pop up that there's a Millennium Falcon waffle, waffle maker, waffle and maker. I already have the Death Star waffle maker. So we're gonna have a Star Wars brunch, a waffle battle. Yeah, I'm gonna throw eggs at your. That'll go. Uh, not unless you have an X-wing waffle, sir. That'll go great with my uh, French toast stick sarlacc pit. <laughs> Patent pending. It takes. Uh, it, it will be slowly digested over the next thousand years. The way I make them, you know. <laughs> them suckers are heavy. Oh, so Coco. Coco, what a great. I'm all cried out. Sad cry movie. I was super dehydrated after watching that. Oh yeah, I was gonna watch it again. Spoiler. This weekend, but spoiler alerts. Uh, yeah, spoiler spoilers? alerts. All right, spoiler. If you have not seen Coco, can we? I have to like not say for work some of this. Just okay. A portion of it. Okay. So the best review that was uh, I posted on Facebook. Uh, my friend so, PJ PJ Guinto uh, wrote the best review of Coco that I've I've seen yet. He said, "If you haven't seen Coco yet." Go watch it. What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. 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 It's well, and it, it's, it's something that, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed. I, feel like, I, yeah, it, was, I was on, it was unexpected. Yeah. I was super happy to watch it with you and Annalisa and Jay. Oh, we watched the trailer with you. Yeah. At some movie I was with you watching the trailer. I don't remember what movie it was. And then I, I saw it come up. I was like, I've never seen, I've never heard of this movie. This is great. It's a little Mexican kid playing guitar and then I turned around and looked, and he's like tears down James's face. I was like, "Hey, whenever this movie comes out, I want to be there and watch it with you." Yeah, and we did. Um, but no, it's a great movie. It brings it for me. Uh, growing up in how many white friends shared Coco stuff to your to your page? None. Oh wow, that's surprising. Yeah, none. I did not get the Tui effect that I call with <laughs> or, that he or, got with Moana. Or would uh, Jay Whitaker and Black Panther. Have you yeah. seen this? Yeah. Uh, yeah, most likely, um, yes. And I think it's because everybody saw that I was sharing everything. So people, I was sharing it from my blog. And people, right. I had some people message me like, I was going to share this with you. But I saw, I was, saw it on your blog page. And I figured you'd already seen it since you wrote it. <laughs> um, but growing up in not... In a small town in Colorado with my grandparents, you know, we no, we didn't all live in the same house like Miguel and his family, but we lived in but a you did make pretty shoes. small town. We did make shoes out of duct tape and cardboard. Mm-hmm. Nothing to this caliber of the Rivera family. And he did play music. And I did play music. But uh, I think the thing that kind of got me the most... Was watching the, the grandma throwing the chancla. <laughs> now go get my shoe. Because <laughs> that was my favorite part. Not my favorite part. That was so funny when she's pointing the shoe. And she was like, <laughs> "Oh, the mariachi." Pointing the shoe, and I was like, "I can't remember what she was saying." But she was oh holding him with the shoe in their face. <laughs> I'm like, man, Mexicans yeah, and Tongans are us, so similar. Some of us were leaning back during that part. Yeah, yeah. I was like, "Oh no, grandma's coming back from the dead." It's so funny. <laughs> um. But no, because I've oh, had... Oh, we call it a chunk. You, you know, y'all call it a slipper. Slipper. Yep. <laughs> Short a slipper. Uh, but you've, you've had the chunk thrown at oh, you, yeah. right? As well as cast iron cookware, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had the cookware because my grandma was cooking and she never wanted to waste food. Oh, we food. had spares. <laughs> grandma had throwing pans. <laughs> the garage sale pans. That's right. But uh, there was so many things about that family that... And this is the thing. I don't think that... While I say that it, 
resonated with me and my fa- family growing up. I think a lot of the situations that happen in Coco are things that happen in everybody's family. Like, everybody will be able to find something to connect with in the movie. So, if I can, like, on that note, um, one thing that I would that notice, and again, spoiler alert, if you have not seen Coco, pause this episode, just get a ticket, go watch it, and then come back and listen to the rest. Uh, I went, uh, Corey joined me with, to watch it with you guys, and um, I'm just going to I'm just gonna speak on her behalf. Corey's grandma died this year. And Mine too. Yours did too. Uh, my grandma died about a year ago, well, yeah, two years ago, um, and I have no grandmas left. The, when, when Corey's grandma passed, she has since like been, and it's been several months, she never really um, cried about it. She never really like felt anything about it. She never really was able to um, like experience the 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 emotions of loss of her grandma. And then we're watching we're watching the movie, and then Miguel is singing "Remember Me" on that that and, that, and that scene comes. towards the end, oh. right? And and I'm sitting so I'm sitting there just trying to hold still holding my breath because I can't like if I start breathing I'm just gonna lose it because be like sobbing like a baby yep. and then uh, so I'm just sitting there like biting my finger and holding my face my finger on my face meanwhile like my whole face is just wet oh, yeah. just tears just coming down streaming down my face and I'm trying to hold still trying to hold still and then I uh, I just kind of feel Corey like shiver a little bit and then I go <laughs> and then Corey looks over at me. Her face is just like water, like wet. And then she sees me, and is like, "Oh, we're busted." And then, and then it we just let it go. And then the whole rest of the movie, Corey and I are just like, <laughs> and I look like out of the side of my eye, I look over at James, and he's just the same, like. <laughs> like and Jay, Jay's just sitting like edge of his seat, just like, what the hell is wrong yeah, with you? Wrong guys? With these grownups. But um, after the film, what, what Corey had told me was like how much that film helped her deal with the loss of her grandma. Right. Because she hadn't been able to to feel. And yeah. she had never cried when her grandma passed. And it had been months. Yeah. And watching that movie, like, helped her deal with the loss. Well, and it, it's interesting. So for me, because uh, you could see that uh, Miguel, that Mommy Coco has Alzheimer's. You could see it through the film. Um, and it... My grandma had Alzheimer's, and uh, she's had it, or she had it from before Annalise and I got married. Uh, so I dealt with this. I helped my mom uh, with my grandma. And when Miguel was singing Remember Me to her, and just seeing her eyes just light up, and seeing her like start remembering yeah. things, it reminded me of a time when... My grandma was sitting in her chair, and we weren't even doing anything. I was just talking with her about the day, uh, just about my day at work and stuff. And I had meant I had said something that reminded her of her childhood, and it was the same thing. I saw her eyes just yeah, open up, clarity. and I saw her, and she started remembering everything, and she started talking with me about things. Mm. And I yelled for my mom. I was like, Mom, Grandma's lucid. And then my mom came, and she would have a conversation with us. Um, and, you know, even after Annalise and I moved away, uh, there were times when we'd go home for Christmas or something that she would remember Jay. 
Like she didn't oh, okay. she didn't know Jay before uh, Alzheimer's, and they say that it's hard for them to remember anything after right. their diagnosis. And there'd be times when she would like look at him, and she used to she used to uh, call me fail when I was little. Mm. And Jay would just be sitting at the table with her, and she would just look up. Hey, Fajito? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Jay would look at him like, what? She's, she's saying you're little ugly. I'm big ugly. Um, but yeah, no, that's, and what's funny is with Tui sitting next to me, I was like, oh God, I can't, I, I and like I was trying to hold my breath because I was like making noise like, <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, no, he was, I was too. I was like, <laughs> I was oh, yeah. trying to hold it in. And then like, <laughs> and Corey was quiet, but, but like she was like shaking like, <laughs> I could feel her seat vibrating from all the crying she was trying to hold in. I was like, yeah. oh, the three of us sitting next to each other. <laughs> and then I look over and Annalisa's just smiling, just well, no, smiling, she, watching the show. She she told me, uh, she's like, oh, no, I had tears coming down. But I was, oh. She's like, I would just look at you guys and like. <laughs> it was bad. It was so bad. Ugly, uh, ugly but, cry. but no, it's a great movie. It's, oh, yeah. it's And you know what? Watch. Go watch it and um, you you can be a half hour late because everything before the movie starts late. is garbage. Straight up garbage. You know what? Watch the trailers and then leave for half an hour. Yeah, go get some popcorn and a hot dog <laughs> and some nachos because even... the Olaf stupid piece of garbage. Ah. Okay, so. So the funny the thing. thing. I, like, I like Frozen just fine. I don't love Frozen. I, I never really got on like the Frozen bandwagon that everybody thinks Frozen is the greatest Disney film ever made. It's okay. I can watch Frozen just fine. This Olaf Christmas short that they put before Coco, I hate it. Oh, I hate it so much. Well, and let me... Oh, and, I, and I can tell like you what's... With, with 15 minutes, 15 minutes into this short film, quote-unquote, I lean over to Corey and I'm like, oh, I hate this so much. Oh, I freaking hate this so much. Please make it stop. Yeah. Olaf. Well, and to preface it, uh, this actually started off as a holiday special that ABC was going to air uh, for their 25 Days of Christmas thing. That they they should have done that so I could yeah. not watch it. Um, the funny, the other funny thing is Frozen's not Pixar. Yeah, they and Pixar, yeah. Makes, Pixar makes the best shorts. Oh, yeah. oh real seven-minute so, shorts. A um, couple days ago, I was w- walked into the Disney store and... Frozen, the the not just Frozen toys, but the Olaf's Olaf's Frozen, Adventure. Frozen Adventure toys, oh, yeah. themed from this. There, short there's film. probably more of those than there are Coco toys over the shop. There's like n- there was a there was an um an like a floating island full of toys on like every shelf, then a full wall of Olaf toys, and then another section of Frozen, like all based on this short film. No, no Coco stuff. Did, did they and have, granted, I know P- Coco's Pixar. Did they have an Oaken Oaken sauna? I'll buy one of those from them. What's that? <laughs> the Oaken the, sa- the, the guy that gave him the sauna. It's just a stupid joke. I don't know. Woo-hoo. I don't get it. Um, but I believe that I mentioned this to you that I believe that uh, Pixar and Disney actually signed a contract with Toys R Us that Toys R Us would be the exclusive toy dealer for well, they're Coco. desperate. 
Toys R Us is desperate, but they're going out of business in like a month. But the other thing, though, too, is the selection of toys at Toys R Us isn't that great. Like, they have some cool things. We got a couple of things. Oh, I won't dispute that, but they but, refused to price competitively and yeah. ran themselves out of business just like um, Radio Shack. And the one, the one piece of merchandise that I thought was really cool, though, was uh, Cordoba Guitars makes a replica of uh, of Miguel's guitar or of, uh, of Ernesto de la Ernesto, Cruz's yeah, yeah, yeah. guitar. That's pretty cool. I want one. How much? The, how much? One sixty-nine. You mean Ernest of the Cross? Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. Let's, let's, let's speak American here. <laughs> um, but uh, they have those. We went and checked them out at Guitar Center. They look really nice. The right. the uh, designs are etched in. I thought it was just painted, but they're etched in. One sixty nine for I'd the. Buy that for, I'd buy that for one seventy. Uh, anything else for the week? Because we're we're getting oh we're getting high on time. So yeah, I, I wanted to go uh, over uh, the numbers real quick. Go watch Coco. Oh yeah, uh, that's all I have to say. It's a, it's a great film. Coco. I think there, should, there will be an, an Academy uh, nomination for at least for the song "Remember Me." Oh yeah, if anything, which. Was At least by, for the song. Which was written by the same people who wrote Frozen music. Okay, we'll give them that then. Fine. But it's Robert Lopez and his wife, uh, or sister, I don't know. It's another Lopez. It's the Lopez's. We're all related. It's okay. Uh, but Coco closed out, or is projected to closing out around $50 million for the weekend. Uh, Justice League was second with $40 million. Wonder was third with $22 million. Ragnarok was fourth with sixteen million. I still need to see Ragnarok. Daddy's yeah, Home do. was fifth with thirteen million, and Murder on the Orient Express, which I really want to see. Yeah, me too. Uh, closed out at thirteen million. Cool. So go see movies. I just got my movie pass. Uh, I need to get a one. couple days ago, so I'm so gonna. I was thinking about getting movies. a movie pass. Just two, because I have five kids. I was gonna get two movie passes, one for me, and then I would just kind of like take each of my kids out. You know, on like a date, one at a time, they get to take turns. Yeah. And then we have Star Wars coming up, which is funny to go from Coco to Star Wars because if you live in LA and you go look where Coco posters were up everywhere, they've already covered them up with Star Wars posters. I, I, I really, there's, there's no way Coco's going to get the recognition it deserves. Oh, no. It's going to have a few strong weeks. Yeah, and then Star Wars is just gonna obliterate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Coco just will not get the recognition it deserves. It's a great film, a great, great. I film. already want it to be on Blu-ray, so I can just watch oh, it yeah. every day. But I have a movie well, pass I mean, now, so I'll do it. I, I, you know, with as much as everybody went on about how great Inside Out was, and it it still is. Yeah, I think Coco blows it's it away. A better film. It blows it's just a it better away. film. Well, see why I was hoping for like an Inside Out short or something. Mm. Like, no, I was I was hoping right for an original. Coco. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. I kind of wanted just an original Pixar short. Yeah, like, they, well, like I'm used they're to. so good. Well, and the reason why I wanted an Inside Out short is because I was like, uh, what, what movie did they do that with? Where they threw something super emotional in front of an already emotional movie. I think it was Inside Out. They threw a super emotional short oh, in front of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lava. And then you, so you go yeah. crying from that. You want to know one crying of the, from Inside Out. One of the, one of the sweetest, cutest uh, moments I've ever had living in the basement at James and Annalisa's was when James had the uke, he was borrowing my uke, and learned the chords to I Lava You, 
And then he and Annalisa were sitting on the couch singing it together. Aww. It was the most cutest, adorable thing I've ever seen in my life. And on that note, let's get back to the episode. Geeky Wiki! We're back from the Geeky Wiki. Alrighty, so let's get into questions. Uh, Mermaid, Unicorn Shadow, do you guys have anything you want to start us off with? Okay, um, so being the, my dad's first child, what are some of the crazy things that you had to go through with him being your first child? Well, he was the experiment. For sure. (laughs) Obviously. Uh, Bruce is in the pudding. We were really young parents. We didn't know what we were doing. And he was our first human that we had to raise. (laughs) Might have uh, A couple times, maybe. That's probably why he's like that. uh, (laughs) I think when I started thinking about it all, you know, because I grew up um, in the 60s and 70s and watching all those cool shows that, well, that was prime time back then. There was only a few channels on the TV that yeah. everybody watched. Batman and, you know, Outer Limits, Twilight Zone, Superman, all of those things. So when we had kids, then my child just kept extending. And we watched the same shows, and that's how <laughs> I grew up watching Batman and all those fun things that uh, he remembered you you know growing up and we didn't really know what we were doing but we had a lot of fun and i just yeah that's kind of what i remember about him so johnny had asked this question or wanted me to ask this question he uh, asked what was mike famous or infamous for with your family I think there was a lot of things that happened behind the scenes that we didn't know about till much years later that he, you know, seem, seemingly was a really good kid, but his sisters told us otherwise that he had threatened them and bossed them around and, you know, threatened their lives if they told on him and stuff. Mostly, it was, I think it was about the TV controller, but I don't know for sure. You know, being the youngest of three... I can attest that the older siblings <laughs> oh, usually yeah. were the ones that were threatening. Yeah, definitely well, did that. <clears throat> you know, he's, he's right. Um, maybe, I don't know. I mean, I joked about it, but it's a true story. You know, when he was born, um, he was born in Nebraska. Um, I was going to college there at the time. And um, he was born in a probably the oldest hospital there. Mm-hmm. It was called St. Joseph that was run by the Catholic school called Creighton University in downtown Omaha. And um, I remember the, the night he was born. I was studying for a test day all night long, you know, trying to study for a big exam the next day. But, you know, he was born. I was really excited. But soon after, I don't know if it meant anything, but they turned that hospital into a uh, prison asylum. <laughs> That's a true story. As they move everybody into a brand new campus in the north side of Omaha, to, uh, another St. Joseph. But I was thinking back, you know, wow, Mike was born. He might have been the last baby born there. He might have that effect on them. And they turned into a prison <laughs> asylum. <laughs> but anyway, joking That's aside. A, that, that explains a lot yes, about so, so I'm Mike. I'm giving you some background. You know, so, you know, and of course, you know, uh, he was born in in the era at the time where the Star Wars first came out. Yeah. You know. So 
we were young uh, parent, and it was the most exciting, amazing things at the time. Yeah. You're talking about, like, 1977. Yeah. Um, uh, like the, the Star Wars came out already first, and then we, we took him, and as an infant, we went to see the movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, he was there. Yeah. He was there from the beginning. <laughs> yeah. We had the very first Star Wars toys mm-hmm. we bought for him. And I think he still has one that he carries around oh, with him. Maybe, but uh, we <laughs> he still the, might have his Jabba. The, the, but he's missing his arms. Exactly, Star Wars books <laughs> and stuff. So it was unbeknown to us yeah. that he grew up liking those things. We just, we just, uh, as uh, it was just something that you, parents, yeah, yeah, we, we because we liked it, right? We, we love it, you know. And um, so as he grew up, you know, if you you might have seen pictures of his birthdays. Well, how many, how many... He was showing us the R2-D2 case. Yeah. How many oh, years yes. was that? <laughs> Several years in a row cake. that he had that <laughs> same case. You know, and then, you know, uh, growing up, you know, I, I learned how to play the piano by myself. And uh-huh. I know only three songs. Right. It was uh, Bill Withers' um, uh, Lean on Me. Uh-huh. It was um, uh, the Beatles' uh, uh, What is That by Paul McCartney. Um, uh, hey Jude, or Let It Be, or Let It Be, and then also the other one was the theme song of Batman. Mm. You know, all those times you remember, then you have the, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was playing it all the time, and there is little Mike with his superhero underwear <laughs> and a Superman <laughs> cape. As I was playing, he was running around, be like Robin, yeah, and he would just go, and I was playing almost all that the time. Yeah, yeah. That is a true story, a right? True story. And he was running Actual around as a little kid, like just like his <laughs> age. Yeah. In fact, I saw his son this morning walk into the to, to yeah. watch, uh, watchtower. I've seen him before, but I never really met him. And I just flashback memory of, of Mike when he was at that age. Yeah. He was he was wearing that costume. Yeah. And it was just like Mike. Every chance he can get, he'll wear superhero stuff that we had bought for him. Which, and he still does that, right? Yeah. When does he run around with his underwear? Uh, when with his super, super <laughs> when underwear? When they pretty when, much when no one's not looking. When no one's looking. Okay. Well, there was also that one time before Comic Con when he got his Aquaman stuff. <laughs> he he goes to the bathroom and then he comes out. And he has his shorts on and he has his Aquaman underoos over his shorts and his Aquaman shirt. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, <coughs> well, um, he was a really good swimmer, I'll say that. He was on a yeah. swim team. I think that's maybe where this whole thing started. So I don't know if you've seen pictures of him and his speedos, but I think he destroyed most of that, them. That's what he said when we were helping him move into the new place. Yes. Uh, he was found his photo album, and he's like, these were all where my swimming pictures used <laughs> to be. He was, <laughs> he was, he was very good swimmer. <laughs> but he yeah. was a really good yeah. swimmer. And he, he, could have, uh, he could have gone that route. Yeah, and then uh, and we moved from Hawaii to Utah, where uh, most of the swimming in the winter is indoor. Yeah, might have turned him off, maybe. But I was um, when he was growing up, um, I didn't really play a lot of the organized sports. Right, but I had passion. I really love sports. Right, and that, because that's how I was brought up my, with my father. He took me to sporting event when I was a kid growing up. Just to watch and just to follow, and I—that's one thing that I kind of uh, pass on to me is the love and passion just for sports in general. Right. So I was that guy, you know. Um, so when Mike uh, grew up, I just kind of 
thought I'll just take him along, and because that's what my interest was. Yeah. And he went along. I mean, you know, like the swimming, and I was, I love football. I can't lie. <laughs> yeah. So I, I wasn't really directing that way, but I just, you know, start throwing football. In staying in Hawaii, we went to the Pro Bowls many times. I bought him all the gears and stuff he wore. And um, we moved here to Utah. I, I coached his first football. It's a uh, flag football. Mm-hmm. Kind of an interest. And he got into some friends that were football players in, in school. Um, he went on to a very accomplished high school career. At Orem High School, they as a sophomore, they went to the state champion, and they they lost to Skyline. Then it's junior year, they they won it all 5A against Davis, and that, so that was pretty good. His yeah. senior year, you know, they lost to Hunter, and I followed through that. And he went on; he got a full ride to Weber State, and went on. He was, you know, he was chosen to go to an All Star um, from U- U.S. Many of those teammate he had uh, were in the NFL after yeah. that. But yeah. this is high school. And, you know, he has that size and all that stuff. So I, I was, I was, it was pretty, you know, exciting for me to see that. I mean, um, but I think somewhere, you know, he he, he was himself. Yeah. <laughs> he wanted his own thing. Yeah. In James, he might have been because they had a, an all-star game here in, in the senior year. And uh, they were playing, and then I saw him fell to the ground. And I thought, oh, my gosh, what happened? But I think what happened was he got hit, you know, so. Yeah. You know. (laughs) 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 Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, uh, anyway, but he went on, and um, he just went in his own direction and found his own way, and then here he is. um, But looking back and growing up and stuff, you know, that's what he wanted to be. Yeah. That's who he is. Yeah. Look at doing pretty well. I'm really proud of that. Yeah. Um, so so you talked about like Star Wars and how like it always was it was since he was born around Star Wars that it was always there Um, with Batman like you playing Batman the Batman song what was his favorite geeky thing growing up was it Batman Star Wars oh I think he really loved Star Wars he had a lot of Star Wars toys and stuff uh, Batman was when he was a little bit younger because that's when he was running around in his underwear with the cape. <laughs> but the Did Star Wars it? lasted yeah. a long time because, you know, as each movie came out and he kept collecting all the toys and yeah. stuff. So I, I would say that was his main And he still does. Thing. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so in spite of the nerd that you see now, he was a football player for a while, yeah. too, which just seems kind of funny now. But Yeah. Well, and uh, it's always funny because, like, he and I have talked about how – um, when we were around high school age, we kind of put the geeky stuff aside for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was because, uh, I saw other kids getting bullied and I was like, Oh, I don't want to get bullied. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to hide my comic books and hide all this stuff for a little bit. Right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we, he, and so he and I have talked about like hiding your geek for a little bit. Right, um, definitely. so I guess my next question could be covered under the, running around in his underwear and cape. Because I doesn't say what's the most embarrassing thing he's done. Oh. Unless he's done something worse in public, like, you know, run around in his underwear at the store. Not that I know of. <laughs> never know. Do you two have any? Are you still brewing on some questions? Oh, okay. So, like, with you guys in school, were you, like... 
were you always like enveloped in his life and like wanting to know everything about him like what's going on with school and like like yeah. tell me everything about this and, like, we were pretty involved I think with his school and things like that but the funny thing is <clears throat> that's other different if you see what he's like now he talks a lot he's very outgoing and everything but when he was in high school he was the one syllable man you know you ask him how was your day fine you know he just didn't really elaborate very much he was very uh just really one word answers a lot but he always was a really good writer ever since even when he was in elementary school that was his thing that all the teachers would always comment that he was a really good storyteller and I think that's kind of continued to now. So, yeah, we were all pretty involved in with most of his school and all that stuff. Do you have a question, Mermaid? Are you still thinking of it? Um, I'm still thinking. <laughs> I, I have one brewing. Okay, well, I'll ask this. Or if you, Oh, you have another one? Yeah, okay. So, like, um... So when you started having, like, your, like, second and third babies and stuff, then, like, how did he start acting after that? Like, yeah. Oh. Like, big brother-wise or just kind of, like, mad or well, I remember um, when our, um, his sister was born, when she was a little infant, he would be, like, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. He would be super good when she was taking a nap. And then as soon as she would wake up and everybody's looking at the new baby, he would come out and just whack her on the head really hard. <laughs> <laughs> like, stop looking at her. So, yeah, he had a hard time with that. <laughs> Taking all the attention from him. Yes. I, I, think, I think that's something a lot of older siblings do. My oldest brother used to do that to my older brother. Like, he would be all lovey-dovey when my mom was around. But then once she turned her back, he tried to drown my brother in stuffed animals in his crib. So my brother's just laying in his crib. My oldest brother just starts dumping all of his stuffed animals in the crib. <laughs> so it's just the oldest child thing. I'm pretty sure Mermaid did that a lot. I did Amber, one of our other hosts, wanted to know what your favorite feature about Mike is. very quick-witted he's very entertaining mm -hmm. and like he comes up with the funny comebacks and stuff like that yeah like, and he'll egg people on even just so he can do that to people like on facebook and stuff yeah, uh he and i do that a lot to a couple of our friends he'll start and we'll just go but he and i will go back and forth and just irritate all of our yeah, friends i don't know how he comes up with these you know answers so quickly but that's what i always <laughs> love about mike he's fun yeah very entertaining well, by my, from my point of view, um, for somebody who doesn't have very much, and um, I, I really admire him as uh, the way he treats or look at his friends and family. He's, he's a very loyal person. Yeah. You know? that, that's what I know, and I admire that very much. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, and that's, that's the same, especially like with having him and the kids with us these, yeah. the last few months. You know, it's it's really uh, it's been fun to get to know Mike a little bit more and to uh, see that side of him. Um, is there anything uh, like geeky, like Star Wars, Batman, 
comic books, is there something that Mike loves so much that you guys also share a passion for? I think a lot of the things that he likes are things that I liked, things that I grew up with, and we just sort of continued it, you know. So I'm a big Star Wars fan. We still go to all the shows, and I think a lot of that is stuff that he picked up from us. Yeah, like comics. I I didn't, you know, didn't have very much money to buy comics, but I read the newspapers comic because I was I was a paper boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's my first job, uh, delivery papers. And on Sundays they have these uh, colorful comics, and I start reading it. Of course, I, I came from Tonga, which we didn't have any of this stuff. But um, after meeting her, she was really into all of those that Mike is. Right, she's aware of it. And I think a lot of it might pick up on that. I remember um, when he was, uh, uh, even after George's age and these guys, um, uh, I took him and his cousin Mark to a comic shop right down the street from us uh, in, in Kailua, Honolulu, mm-hmm. I mean Kailua, Hawaii, um, the only comic store in that whole area. And I used to take them there all the time, and they just, they just spent time there, and I was just sitting, and I enjoyed it. Yeah. I love comics. And those kids... I mean, they just look at comics and just keep reading it. And uh, I think up to these days, they still do. Uh, yeah. Both him and his cousin, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> they well, love comics. And something I was going to ask, too. So, uh, Pua was up here recently. Oh, my daughter? Yeah. Uh, and she had mentioned that Hawaii had their first Comic-Con recently. Oh. Um, so is would that be something that if Mike and the kids went down that you guys would join them in going to Hawaii oh, Comic Con? Yeah. yeah, I've wanted to go to one. Yeah. We've never been to never been there. Do one. Yeah. I would love to. You know, we just never. Because you know, we wanted to meet William Shatner. Oh, <laughs> I never got to. Well, he does Comic Cons all the time. So. Uh, well, you know, the old Star Trek is, uh, you know, well, we've, uh, I grew up watching, watching that. Star Trek. Of course. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Big fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> let me see. Did your, did your question brew? No. <laughs> it's bubbling over the top. She just hasn't got a finger on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, yeah. <laughs> so I was going to ask, uh, what are your thoughts with Mike's endeavors in teaming up with Corey to create... Watchtower Cafe. Like, is this something that you ever thought Mike would do? You know, it, it does. It really l- looks like a place that he would have. Yeah. You know, I mean, it doesn't surprise me. He's very hardworking and very determined to accomplish things and stuff. And it's exactly the kind of shop that I would imagine him having you know when i walk around here it looks like just an extension of his room when he was a kid (laughs) he's got his toys everywhere it's how he decorates his house his toys and comics and it's just you know him never really grew up you know he's still having fun and i think he's talked a lot about you know when he's had hard times that he goes back to those memories of growing up and and it was a, a fun, a safe time in yeah. his life. So it, it brings up all those good feelings. And so I think he's, I'm really proud of him being a business owner. It's something none of us have ever even attempted. So I think it's, it's pretty exciting. Yeah, couldn't even imagine that he, he could pull it off. Uh, and he did it. I'm super proud. Yeah, they talked <laughs> about it for years. Super him proud. and Mark talked about the idea 
for a long time, and then he, he yeah. pulled it off, and here it is. Yeah, yeah. so it's awesome. Yeah, and I'm I'm sure his cousin Mark is very proud of him too, and because he was he's part of their dream, growing yeah. up as kids. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I think any kid that. Uh, any geeky kid growing up has a dream of one day having a shop that has comic books in it. Yeah. I remember uh, when I was um, when I was these guys' age, my parents would be like, "What do you want?" Is like, "I want to have a comic book shop." <laughs> I lived in a small town in Colorado where there was yeah. one comic book shop, and it was like in a guy's barnyard. And it was like mm, maybe have an actual storefront downtown would be nice instead of yeah. smelling horses and cows when I'm buying my comics. Yeah. Um, but do you two have any other questions? It's not really a question, but do you have any like weird stories about my dad when he was a kid? Like weird just any stories. Weird he was stories. really fat. Did I mention that? He was a very <laughs> fat baby. He was chunky. Uh, well, see, we have a <laughs> thing in our family. Chunky. In my family, we all love peanut butter a lot, mm-hmm. and that's yes. kind of a thing. So. My dad, and then me. I've definitely seen that. And in finding, in finding like peanut eight butters. jars of peanut butter in the yes. cupboards, and yeah. And so when he was a baby, when you know he just seemed really hungry, so I started feeding him cereal that had peanut butter mixed into it. He <laughs> <laughs> got really fat. <laughs> he was the fattest baby oh, in our house he for was sure. Fat. Oh my! He, luckily, he thinned out when he got older. But <laughs> he started out really chubby. Yeah. <laughs> I have pictures to prove it. Um, what advice would you have for uh, parents raising kids, uh, either in geek culture, or just in general? Go to school, get a degree in how to raise a kid. I'm just kidding. I, there, there's no book, you know. That we we just did it. Uh, what's your advice, Han? Well, I think we just always tried to have fun with the kids. We, you know, got on the floor and played with them. We made forts. We went to the park and ran around. You know, we just tried to enjoy everybody. And we never had a lot of money, but we just found ways to enjoy each other. And and I guess carrying on a lot of those traditions, the things that I grew up with, we passed on to our kids too, like the interest in movies and books and toys and stuff like that so we just tried to stay young ourselves and enjoyed the kids that way you know he's he's right you know we we didn't have very much we were struggling uh, college students and he came aboard and i started working early um but we were fortunate or i i would say mike was fortunate that we heard the dad was an airline pilot that we had some privileges to fly right and we took my being the first one he went everywhere yeah we've flown all over the, the states we've east coast uh when he was young took him to the smithsonian's uh in washington dc mm-hmm. hershey in some pennsylvania went to florida disney world uh the uh, the space center there cape canal yeah, yeah. and all of those areas and he had a lot of experience uh in seeing different things in, in california and stuff so um I think uh, he's been pretty lucky. To yeah. See, you Providing know. adventures yes. and yeah. experiences for them. Yeah. <clears throat> I think there's another question over there. Okay. So, like, has, like, whenever you guys are on vacation, like, did he ever disappear for five minutes? And, like, 
did that ever happen? Something. Him disappear and then for five minutes and like then ten minutes and then no, only girls no, does that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All the daughters did that. <laughs> no, I only remember Judah disappearing when we went shopping with him. Yeah. No, he always disappeared. <laughs> no, I don't think Mike ever disappeared that I know of. Mm. So did he like always want to explore and go everywhere, and you guys would have to like follow him everywhere? Like, would he lead the way, or would he just follow you guys around? Um, I don't know. Mike, he was, <laughs> he was pretty good kid as far as that, you know. I mean, he, he didn't do any of those stuff. I don't, I don't believe I don't remember him, yeah. like, disappearing or being a... Except in high school problem. when he keeps telling us he's going fishing with his high school friends every time. Oh, yeah, that's true. He keeps fishing. Okay, fishing, we're going with Scott Rogers with and all those kids. We're going fishing with Scott Rogers. And we love Scott Rogers. We trusted him. They're going fishing. Yeah. Oh, then we start looking at each other after many weekends of fishing and say, hey, he never brought us some fish. Where are the fish? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what they we were doing on those Scott fishing Roger trips. That. It wasn't fishing. <laughs> we didn't know until later. <laughs> well, I think that's all the questions I have. Um, so I just want to say thank you. It was nice meeting you guys. I'm glad we got yeah. to do this. And I'm glad I have some embarrassing things to... Keep bringing up to Mike now. Uh, well. <laughs> but, yeah, no, thank you so much. We're proud of him. I, I hope you enjoyed your trip to Salt Lake. I hope you enjoyed this time that well, we've had. We're, we're enjoying it. Thank you. I think you turned out okay for our yeah. experimental child. Yeah, our experiments come. <laughs> I dropped him a couple times. But it happens. My, 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 uncles, my uncles used to play a game they called Sanchez Toss. And they would hold the baby and just throw you straight up and be like, okay, Sanchez Toss, and just throw. And then you have to hope another uncle is back there ready to catch you. Uh, sometimes we did not get caught. So, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much. Oh, you're uh, welcome, James. Thank you. And to the listeners, don't forget to uh, uh, rate and review our show on iTunes and Lipson and all that stuff. Uh, yeah, talk to you guys next week. Bye. All right. Let's go get stuffing. Come on. You're the one. Come on. You are the one. That turkey is our mom now.